This is the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world committed to enabling and empowering the capabilities of L&D through marketing. It's quite possibly the best podcast you'll ever listen to today. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast. Forgive my voice, it's still not quite right. Evidently, I am going to be ill forever. I'm here today because I want to talk with you guys about something that comes up time and time again when we're having client conversations, and it's basically what we need in place for our learning function before marketing can actually be effective. So I'm calling this the essentials for learner engagement. So Always when we do a client project, we do a lot of discovery sessions. We talk to stakeholders across the business. We speak to learning leaders. We'll speak to internal comms and branding, marketing, but we'll also speak to a very decent cross-section of learners. Now that's usually global organizations. So we're speaking to people in multiple different regions and getting a clear view of learners' perceptions of the learning offering, but also the comms that are taking place and whether they're uh, being perceived as valuable, whether learners are actually engaging with them, and if no, why not? Just so we can obviously, when we're developing our strategies, make sure that we have a very very clear view of the learning landscape as it stands um, so that we can help our clients achieve their goals. But a big part of that is actually ensuring that the learning opportunities or the learning offering is spot on first. We cannot put the horse before the car. Marketing cannot come unless we actually have certain things in place from a learning perspective. And I'm going to go through them right now. Number one, and these are not in any specific order, our learners need to feel like they have time. And that comes in two different ways. So pretty much every client I ever speak to, they always say, my audiences say they don't have time to learn. And I always argue back, they don't want to make time to learn. It's not that they don't have time. So what I mean by they need time is twofold. One, they do genuinely need time. So At a higher level, from, you know, top down, there needs to be an emphasis with your marketing efforts for engaging key stakeholders across the business, managers, leadership, C-suite, those who have influence, that they actually start encouraging employees to make time for learning. That's one piece of the time pie. The other piece is actually ensuring that your learners see a perceived value in making time for learning. So they have confidence that if they make time or even do this outside of working hours, that it's going to be a value to them. They need to trust in that transaction. It's very, very critical that time is made from the organization, but that learners understand that if they make time, it's going to benefit them. Number two, learning needs to be cohesive. Again, this comes up all the time in different discovery sessions I have. 
Learning is very disjointed. Many of our clients have, you know, one, two, three, four, five different places where you access learning, whether it be mandatory in one place, an LXP or an LMS in another place. Maybe you have a SharePoint and lots of different groups of of the organization or functions are creating SharePoints. Maybe you don't have one single source of truth. My strong recommendation is that if you really want your marketing to be effective and you want your comms to start to build a habit with one core location, such as a platform, a page, whatever it might be, you can determine that. But there does need to be a way for you to unify the learning experience. Your learners don't care that there's four or five different platforms or ways to access different types of learning. And again, if you've got LinkedIn learning or any other kind of external courses or content, think about how that user journey is actually mapped. How many different push points do they have? Are you finding it confusing? Because I guarantee if you are, they got no chance. So simplify the experience first. Again, you know, this is important housekeeping stuff because we need to make sure that there is a simple place where people can go to get information or know where that one single place is to find anything to do with learning. This isn't easy, I understand that, but it will make your campaigns or your marketing efforts actually work because you're starting to build a habit with a location rather than specific uh, learning experiences or modules. And I've talked to you guys at length about avoiding that programmatic approach or focusing on specific programs, learning experiences, etc. We need to zoom out a little bit and go a little bit bigger picture. Another one that's really vital is that learning is actually relevant to a person's role. Um, I'm seeing this a lot and it's certainly not just with our clients, but, you know, content overload. A lot of organizations have evolved their offering, made it more modern, moved away from, you know, your traditional storyline modules and, you know, off the shelf e-learning content and have populated their learning platform with a range of other learning opportunities, soft skills, and things like that. Which is great in principle, but the problem emerges when this is not mapped to current roles, when it's not mapped to overall learning programs, and it's not aligned to the individual's career aspirations. So again, if you have a more sophisticated LXP, of course your people can nominate what they're interested in, but again, that's just interests. When I've spoken to learner cohorts at length, it emerges time and time again that these people do have appetite to learn, but they often feel like the learning is not related to what they're currently doing. There's no clear view what learning they need to take if they want to accelerate their career or, you know, uh, get a promotion. They don't know exactly what they need to do in order to do that. What does the business want them to do? If you want to become a manager, why isn't there a manager pathway in the LXP or your learning platform so that people can say, okay, well, if you're here now, where do you need to get to where, you know, before you can even be considered or apply for manager roles, these are the skills we need to see and the competencies that you need to have. A lot of organizations that we speak with just don't have that level of detail. So whilst there's a lot of learning content and, you know, really modern stuff that's available to employees, 
it's not anchored in the reality of their roles and certainly not um, hung around their career aspirations. So that's a really, really big one. Again, you know, learning needs to be relevant. It needs to be useful. It's all good and well us building out great campaigns that really, you know, reflect what you're doing. But unless there's actually some value again for people and it's actually related to something that they're doing or want to do, you're going to find it very, very hard to sustain connection with your learning opportunities over a period of time. You might get their peak, their interest, you might get their uh, attention for a short while, but when the substance behind the marketing, i.e. your learning, is seen to be irrelevant, they're not going to continue to engage. So that one is super, super important. So I got two more for you. One is psychological safety. You guys know this, you know, you're learning professionals. I am not going to teach you how to suck eggs. But again, you know, we've talked about trust and perceived value in your learning. But people also need to, again, this doesn't just come from L&D, but your marketing for learning efforts can help build this. They need to feel like it's safe to fail. They need to feel like it's safe to learn. They need to feel like they are in an organization that allows space for learning in a way that suits them and I'm not talking learning styles but we you know we need to create a lot more psychological safety for our employees and ensure that you know when they do take on learning opportunities that it is is able to be as successful as possible because they feel safe to fail and that's where we learn best and then and only then really in all honesty is your marketing gonna really work? You know, marketing for learning, I I argue that a big chunk of our learning industry isn't really ready to actually do marketing because some of these other vital components just aren't present in the learning function. So again, you'll be marketing a second grade, low class product. So again, you might get people's attention but you're going to lose it quickly and you're going to actually have a a more negative impact on trust and your brand perceptions overall. So my strong recommendation, honestly, if the rules of engagement are anything to go by, only when your learners feel like they have time and want to make time, i.e. there's, you know, wider organizational buy-in in the learning function. And again, some of your marketing comms can work around that, but I wouldn't be marketing my learning. I'd be marketing the idea of learning, the value of learning. I'd be doing some comms that is more like a brand comms rather than specifically related to learning experiences and interventions, platforms, things like that. So it's a little bit high, more high level. Only when your learners feel that learning is useful can they really be bought in. Only when they see that there's value in what you're offering them will they continue to come back time and time again. So what I guess I'm trying to communicate is that we can't treat marketing for learning and your learning proposition as two independent things because marketing is only as successful as the products that you're marketing. So, you know, if you've got a rubbish product... Your marketing can only take you so far. So I strongly recommend that you do some of this housekeeping first 
before you take on some, uh, you know, a major campaign around changing your culture or getting, you know, getting more people to our learning platform, like actually, you know, what do your, what do your managers think of all of this? And, you know, how, 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 what's the perceived value of learning at the moment is, is there anything that's relevant to people's roles, careers? You know, these are all things that need to be factored in and considered because they help you better position yourself and ensure that the marketing that you are putting out there is actually commensurate with what it is that you're offering from a learning perspective. You know, I've said before, don't overpromise and underdeliver. That's never where we want to be. Never, ever, 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 ever. So that is basically my thoughts on the rules of learner engagement or your learner engagement essentials. So again, you don't need all of these things in place before you can do some marketing, but do think long and hard about the nature of your marketing before some of this stuff is in place because it could be doing you more harm than good. Thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, it's such a pleasure sharing with you. We have some amazing listenership at the moment. We keep on growing by the second and it's, you know, it gets so much positive feedback about the podcast and how useful this is for people. So if there ever is a subject that you want us to talk about that we haven't covered, feel free to message me or Han on LinkedIn. I put our... Uh, our LinkedIn profiles in the show notes. And of course, if there's anything that you ever want or even want to come on as a guest, message me. Let's have a chat. Mm-hmm.